Good morning again, church. It's good to be back with you today. Can I tell you a story? I'm going to anyway, so. All this heat we're having, this heat wave, I guess they're saying. I uh, I remember several years ago, and it's been probably probably in the 60s when this happened. I, uh, I used to preach a lot of revivals in uh, Kentucky and around the Knoxville area, Blunt County and all that section. But uh, <clears throat> a preacher friend of mine wanted me to come to uh, his church and do a revival. And it was, uh, it was there in inner city church in Knoxville. And so one of the nights he said, I want us to have an old-fashioned night. And I said, well, what do you mean by old-fashioned? He said, uh, we'll wear overalls. I didn't have any, but I had a friend that had some. He wore them all the time, and I asked him, and he said, preacher, I've got a brand-new pair. I'll let you have Dumb old me. I didn't wash them before I wore them. Now, you know where I'm going, don't you? I put those things on and wore a white shirt. No tie, but a white shirt. It was in the summertime. It was hot. When I got through the water, I mean, it was... I got home and started peeling that, my clothes off. And everything was blue. <laughs> Ozella said, what have you done? I said, I don't know, but your guess is good as mine. I should have washed those things before I wore them. But we had a, we had a good revival, had a good meeting. By the way, in his, <clears throat> that was during the days that Kaz Walker was alive. Anybody remember Kaz Walker? <clears throat> He had some people in his church that was on Kaz Walker's show every morning, played the instruments and sang. So he said one morning, he said, Brother Jim, can, can you get up early enough to go and be on, uh, on the TV with, uh, with me? He said, we'll talk about the church and talk about the revival. Well, I went. And you can imagine Kaz Walker if, you, <laughs> if you've ever seen his program. But we had a great revival. I, I mean, we God moved. We had a great revival, a great time. God's good in the church. He's good. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 122. 121. Oh, let's go again. 122. I was looking at the wrong chapter. 122. What I have learned about the church during COVID-19. What I have learned about the church. Psalm 122, look at verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up and the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name 
of the Lord. Look at verse 1 again, will you please? I was glad when they said unto me. Let's go into the house of the Lord. Let's bow for prayer just a moment, please. Father, you know what we need this morning in this place. And I pray the Holy Spirit of God will speak to our hearts and move us, motivate us to where we need to be. You know every need of every life, of every person. And I pray your will be done. Bless the needs right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know how you feel, but I don't like change, do you? I, uh, <laughs> I guess um, my thinking has always been this. If it's, if it's going good, if things are good, leave them alone. But we've had a lot of change in the last few months, haven't we? Tremendous change. You just... You think about how we were doing church a year ago and how we're doing church now. A lot of difference, isn't it? But yet we're able to meet, we're able to sing and pray and preach, give an invitation and call people to Jesus. But changes are all over the world. It's not just in the church. There's changes everywhere. Things that I thought would probably never change, we're having to change it. Some of the things we don't like, and some things are probably for the best that we do change. So what I want to talk about is what I've learned about the church. And occasionally a preacher will say to me or a pastor will say, Brother Jim... Uh, how do you see the church in the future? What do you think about the church? Where do you think we're going? Well, I've got some, I've got some ideas, and probably later on down the road I may share these with you, how I feel that the church, the direction the church is going and how we'll do church in the future. But let me give you four things real quick. Now, time together, four things that I've learned about the church during this COVID-19. Number one, church is a privilege. This is a privilege. Folks, think about it. This is a privilege that we have from Almighty God to come to this place and have church. I want to challenge you this morning, don't ever take North Etowah Baptist Church for granted. Okay? Don't ever take this church for granted. Thank God every day that you live for this church. You think about through the years that this church has stood here on this place, preached the gospel, 
call people to Christ. You've seen people saved. You've seen boys and girls as they've been taught the gospel, given the gospel. You've loved them. You've cared for them and you've sent them out. Think about that. What God has done in this place in years gone by. And think about it. What God wants to do right now and in the days to come. He's still in the business, amen? Yeah, he's still in the business of wanting people to come to him and be saved. Notice what the scripture says here. The King James says, I was glad when they said unto me. Now the Christian Standard Bible says it like this. I rejoiced with those who said unto me. I rejoiced. There was a joy. There was a gladness. It's good to go to the house of God. Church should never be a dread. You ever heard anybody say, well, I just dread to go to church. If they're, if they're going to a church where they dread to go to church, they need to find a church where they can be happy and be blessed. Amen? I mean, let's be honest about it. I want to ask you a question. Are you excited about church and worship when you come here? What did you expect out of God when, what did you expect to get today when you came to this place? Think about it. Did you come just because, well, uh, it's Sunday and I better go to church today? I've been praying all week for this time of worship and I've been asking God to just do something very special in this place today. Amen? I mean, do something special, God. Just open the windows of heaven and bless us in a very special way. See, worship is, really worship is what we want it to be. Some people, some people leave church empty because they came in empty. Think about it a moment. We, we, we leave empty because we come in empty. And then some people say, well, I just went to church and I didn't get anything out of it. But we're here, for, we're here to worship and praise Him and love Him and serve Him. And then and then only will we be blessed when we do that. We'll be blessed when we do it. So church is a privilege. Think about it. Church is a privilege. Don't ever, don't ever take this church for granted. Or don't ever take any church for granted. Principle number two. What's the purpose of coming to church? I've touched on it just a little bit, but let's just go a little bit farther. What's the purpose of coming to church? Well, we're meeting together in fellowship. We're together with each other. And fellowship is so very important. Now, I'm glad we've got Facebook and radio and Internet and all these things that people can uh, tune in when they're not able because we've got folks that are sick and not able to come to church. We've got people that are still not able to get out. And they can worship with us online and on the services. But church, there's nothing like meeting together with each other in fellowship one with another. Nothing will beat it. See, we draw strength from each other. Hold your place there in in the book of Psalms, and, and turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews for just a moment. Hebrews chapter 10. 
Hebrews chapter 10, look at verse number 23. The writer of Hebrews says this, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In other words, let's spur each other on. Let's encourage each other in love and in good works. Notice what verse 25 says. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. This is what God is this is what God is saying to us. It's important that we have fellowship one with each other. That we that we meet together and that we support each other and we, we draw strength from each other. We study and we hear the word of God with each other. We sing praises as we did today. We give thanks. Have you ever heard the statement, I just got out of the habit? Just got out of the habit. Just got out of the habit of going to church. We just don't go anymore, Brother Jim, because we just got out of the habit. Well, just got out of the habit of reading my Bible. Used to study my Bible, but, you know, I just, uh, I don't know what happened, but I just got out of the habit. Used to pray. Used to have a prayer time every day. But, you know, I just, uh, preacher, I just got out of the habit of doing it. Church, listen to me. Church, Bible study, and prayer is not a habit. It's a way of life for the child of God. Amen? It's a way of life. It's our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. We come to church. We fellowship. We read our Bible. We study our Bible. We learn. And we pray. And we seek God's face. Principle number three. What I've learned about the church is this. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit of God with us. We have him. Thank God he's here. He's here. He's here this morning. He's here right now. As the song tells us as we sing sometimes, we're standing on holy ground. And he's here. Thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit and his guide and comfort that he gives us. Next Sunday, I'm supposed to be here, right? I've got to make sure. <laughs> Next Sunday, the Lord willing, God's already placed this on my heart. I want to preach on this sermon, on this title. The importance of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Bring your Bibles. We're going to have Bible study. The importance of the Holy Spirit. Church, he's here. Amen? Amen. He's here. Thank God for his presence and for his power, his guide and comfort that he gives us. Well, principle number four. During this time, we've had an opportunity as a church to give to the Lord. I've, uh, most churches that I've talked to, 
most pastors that I've talked to said that during this time of churches being closed down and shut down, that their tithes and offerings have stayed good or even up. And Brother Jonathan, I think, told us back a few weeks ago that our tithes and offerings here at the church have been up. Thank God. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So during this time when everything is locked down and we've had to stay down and stay closed at times, God has blessed us with his blessings and we've given our tithes and offerings to God. We've had the opportunity. Let me say this. You can't outgive God. Church, you can't outgive God. I, I learned a long time ago as a boy. My dad and mom taught me tithing. First, first little job that I ever had, I was working for Tarzan Gwynn. Nickname was Tarzan. He was a police officer for the city of Knoxville, but he lived out in the country where we lived, and he grew flowers, and they sold them on Market Square, Knoxville. Tarzan, he had a, had a little boy that he had adopted, he and his wife. And uh, he asked me, he said, Jimmy, you, you like a job? I don't remember how old he was, probably seven or eight years old. And he paid me 50 cents to cut flowers for him and bring them into his house. Mom and dad taught me how to tithe off of that. They said, part of this belongs to God. This belongs to God. From then on, when I got married, I never had to worry about whether my wife believed in tithing. She was taught to tithe. It was, just a, it, was, it was just a thing for us. This is something that was part of our life. Folks, you can't outgive God. Let me say it again. You can't outgive God. You can't do it. So we've had the opportunity to give to the Lord. Well, buildings may have to close. And some of them have closed. Some of them are being affected right now by this coronavirus and it's hit their membership. And I pray for them daily. It's hit some of our pastors. And I pray for them daily. But folks, one thing is for sure. Buildings may have to close, but God doesn't. Amen? God doesn't close. He's open for business. And he says, come. Come and I'll bless you. Come and I'll give you rest. Come and I'll take care of you if you'll let me. And that's our prayer today that we're going to know that even though we're in tough times like this and situations may not be good like we'd like for them to be, God's still on the throne and he's still God. And he's still in charge. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Aren't you glad to be here? Amen. Glad to be here today in this place. All right, here's what I want you to do today. I don't know the needs of your life, have no idea, but God does. And if you're here this morning, there's a need in your life for you to do something for God. 
I pray you'll do it in just a few moments in this time of invitation. Plenty of room here at the altar if you want to come and pray and seek God's face. Will you do that? Let's stand together for prayer, please. Let's bow our heads. I believe every invitation is a serious time, folks. I'm not doing this just to kill time. I'm not doing this just to, because it's part of the service. I'm doing this because it's so important. There may be somebody standing here in this place today and you've got a need in your life and you need to bring it to the Lord and allow him to take care of it. Will you do it? Will you? Maybe you need to come and pray. Maybe you need to seek God's face about something. There may be somebody here today that needs Christ as your Savior. There'll be somebody to tell you how to be saved, point you to Christ, pray with you, and I'll guarantee you God will save you. There may be somebody here today that you need to place your membership here at North Etowah Church and worship with us and Help us to serve the Lord. Maybe God's leading you to do that this day. Will you do it? Father, thank you. Thank you for these moments together that we could open your word and your word tells us that it's a joy. We rejoice together to be in your house to worship. I pray you're going to bless this invitation now. May your presence be real in our lives. And if there's someone here today that needs to come for any reason, may they come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.